Welcome to the Divinely Human Podcast. I am Alicia. And I'm Tanita. This podcast is where deep dives and real life collide. Where we open the sealed section from the cosmic to the chaotic. Let's Let's dive dive in. in. Hello and welcome back to another episode today. I don't know what time it is. What time is it? (laughs) Two o'clock. It's past midday now. It's two o'clock. But welcome back to this beautiful episode. I know that um, I've been looking forward to this because as you guys know, we're doing a little series on each one of us at the moment. Mine was released last week and this week it is beautiful Tanita's turn to tell her story and just to dive into her world and you know what she's experienced and how she has gotten to where she is today and what's shaped her and I'm really excited for this because even though I feel like I've known you for a lifetime and I do have some kind of idea about your life I think in this setting holding the right space for something like this is really special and it enables you to share in a safe space as well so I'm really looking forward to it. And thank you for letting me do this with you. Of course. When you said last week, you know, you couldn't imagine doing this with anybody else. I'm like, that's exactly how I feel. Like I genuinely, yeah, yeah, I'm glad we have this space to open up. So thanks. Mm. Uh, So just as well, um, just a quick little trigger warning as well um I didn't write it out like you had it last week but same goes for this week in terms of just being aware that there may be things mentioned in this episode to do with mental health childhood trauma um what else did you have on the list from last week that we mentioned (laughs) just just the Um, works really anything triggering Yeah, just anything potentially triggering, please just um, listen with discernment and if you are in a sensitive space, maybe recommend not listening to this episode or skipping it. So just wanted to pop that out there before we proceed on with today. So how are you feeling? Very good. I feel good. I um, actually had a therapy session last night for the first time in a while and I feel really calm today you know like I feel that off you yeah yeah it feels good it feels really good and Mm. I cleaned my house this morning so that feels really good (laughs) that always feels good that always Mm. feels good so I you know me I'm I'm I I like to do things in a linear fashion (laughs) (laughs) but I feel like I want to just you're probably going to be feeling like you're being like thrusted into the deep end right now, but I really want to just get an idea, especially for the listeners, you know, like what was a day in your life as a child? Like, like, what did it look like? What were you like navigating? Like, what did it look like day to day for you as a child growing up? I, I appreciate this question, but I genuinely can't answer it. (laughs) I don't Mm. remember my childhood. Um, I have maybe three or four memories that I remember. Um, but yeah, it's really challenging to remember my childhood. It's just literally not there from what I've been told by both my parents and my, um, my other family members, it was quite a toxic environment. Um, 
there was a lot of time where I was spent alone or managing other people, like my parents' emotions. There was quite a like high intense energy place. I do have a memory of like my earliest memory is probably when I was, I can't exactly remember. I might've been four and I used to see a man outside of my, so we had, my room was at the front of the house and there was our front door right next to my bedroom. And I would every night get up and go to the toilet, which was down the hallway. And I'd look out and there was always a man standing there trimming the hedges. And I remember being a child and thinking like I was so scared and I didn't know what was happening. And I told my parents and I remember going into my parents' house one night and saying like, there's a man out the front, like he's terrifying. And they would say, no, no, it's fine. It's nobody's there. Nobody's there. And after that, I just... Yeah, the only memory I have is when my mom was pregnant with my brother and we have about six years between us. So, yeah, I don't I don't remember a whole lot. But that man out the front wasn't actually a man. It was um, – we did some research just a couple of years ago and it was the previous owner of the house. He'd had a heart attack while cutting his hedges. So, yes. That was going to be my next question was – was that actually a man or were you <laughs> tapping into your like intuitive side from a young age? And I suppose that answers that question. Yes. <laughs> um, it's really interesting, you know, how, cause I sense with you that you were kind of in that fight or flight mode from a pretty young age, considering you were, you know, just, you know, enough, like just seeing like a guy out the front of your house cutting hedges, like that was enough to have you in fight or flight mode. Right. Totally. And I wonder, like, do you, do you feel like your intuitive side was almost like squeezed out and like you developed that quite early as kind of a protection tactic? I actually, yes, I know what you're trying to say with this question is like, because my dad he um, relied on alcohol a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's not diagnosed an alcoholic or anything. However, I would definitely nod my head profusely to that if somebody asked. Um, so we in that environment as a kid, I think you're hyper aware of what's going to happen. Is his emotions going to shift? How's my mum feeling? You're, you're just hyper vigilant, hyper aware. And I think that really opened me up because there were times where, you know, I was alone. I was an only kid for six years. And I do, when I think back on my childhood, I, I, I feel a lot of loneliness and just a lot of time spent in separation. And I think in that time there was, I've got a very active imagination and I think it definitely opened me up a lot um, especially to spirits and to that more you know spiritual intuitive side but I will say I didn't have a lot of experiences that I remember with that spiritual side that were pleasant or happy like after my brother Mm -hmm. was born I would have premonitions about my cat getting hit by a car or my neighbor hurting my cat and and it would happen. And I didn't know how to deal with this emotion. I didn't understand like why my mind 
was telling me something was going to happen and nobody around me could confirm or deny whether it did and it ended up did Mm. happening my cat passed away and there were many times like that as a child you know between when my brother was born and me even now having those premonitions but not having anything to make me feel safe in that um there were times where like mum said when my great-grandmother passed away and even my grandmother, um, apparently I would call out their name in the middle of the night and I'd be sitting up and talking to them and I would giggle and say, stop hugging me so hard. And mum said it was really beautiful to watch those, but she was obviously terrified. Like she was also not in a space to hold that for me. And I totally respect that because I think (laughs) if you are not grounded within yourself, opening up to that world can be fucking terrifying. And I, I totally get that. Mm, Yeah, that is really, it's understandable in a sense as well. I think that dynamic for you was almost like you were the, like you were the point of difference in your lineage where it was like you were you were the first one to come along and kind of activate that way but also like nurture that thing for yourself not necessarily have that support of the people around you but you were able to come to this point where you were able to nurture that at some point in your life to kind of shift the path forward I suppose right Mm. you know it's funny you bring that up my so my dad's dad, I was talking to him about this maybe a couple of years before I got pregnant when I really started to dive into spiritual work like as an adult and I was explaining to him like I just don't feel like I'm fully tapped into my abilities and he's like don't you remember and I'm like no like please remind me and he said he can actually astro travel and he was saying as a kid I would come over after being you know away for the week and I would tell him what he ate for dinner on Thursday night and I would tell him like you know what my nana was doing and all of this stuff and he said you were doing it as a child and it's funny because he hadn't talked about that with any of the other family but it was really just a genuine moment of like having that connection I think he was probably the first person in my family and possibly even still mum and I, we like read tarot now and stuff, but who share that connection. Um, So yeah, it's really funny that you mentioned that because that didn't, wasn't revealed to me until later in life. And it's like, even still, it's tough. Like it's tough not having family or support that really understand what you're going through from a spiritual sense because it impacts so many different aspects of your life. Yeah, it does. It washes over every single domain within your life, right? And yeah. I, yeah, I can't imagine how that – it's crazy. Like I'll, I'll just say it, but I feel like a lot of young women who kind of move through what you've moved through, they grow up and they just disregard all of that, whereas you're able to really bring strength to that regardless of – you know, the lack of support and nurturing that came externally. Like, I just think it's so profound that you're able to tap into that and like add to that rather than just grow up and it be um, something that really uh, you rejected in a way. Cause I think that happens so often in family lines and 
I suppose it makes me excited as well for you and your daughter as well. And, you know, <laughs> just to see how that just, I don't know, unfolds throughout like that journey as well. Yeah. I, I want to know as well, because I know that you were kind of out of home from quite a young age um like where did you actually grow up and like do do you feel up to sharing a little bit about that transition that you went through as well yeah totally I moved a lot as a kid I really I don't think we stayed in one place for more than the longest time I've ever stayed somewhere was five and a half years and that was in Ailey Beach that was um in my high school years so I moved there halfway through the beginning of the first year of high school um but I I was actually born down in Ipswich we moved around a lot and then we moved up my dad got a job in the mines so we kind of followed the money and we moved up there up to Moorumbah and then um something happened at school I got bullied and dad was you know like well if you can't handle this we'll just move so we ended up moving to Ailey Beach. We lived there for, like I said, five and a half years. And um, yeah, that was an experience in itself. But I think at that time, I mean, you're a teenager, you're trying to figure out who you are. And I think for so much of my life, not having a base to understand who I am, like really not remembering a lot of my childhood left me really out of touch with my personality. And it left me feeling like I didn't know who I was. And of course, I didn't know this consciously at the time, but there was a lot of decisions that I made throughout my teenage years that would have me either attaching to the wrong crowds or letting people do things to me that otherwise now I would kick my fucking feet up about it. Like I just let people honestly disrespect me because I didn't have any basis of self-worth and I I didn't feel like I had two legs to stand on I really felt Mm. so like just not confident in myself and like who am I to tell somebody how they can treat me like that just it wouldn't even cross my mind to think that and of course now looking back that fucking breaks my heart but you know, my teenage years, there was a lot of partying, a lot of drugs, a lot of just letting silly people do silly things to me and not really understanding the consequences of that. Um, But I also had been working since I was 13 years old. So there was something within me that said, like, you need to somehow create your own path. And I just did that through work. And so when it came time to moving out of home, I literally packed my bags like a week after I graduated and I was like, I am gone. And you know, when you make a decision, but you're like, there's no logic behind it. There's no understanding of how it's going to work. You're like, if I think about this too long, I'll think myself out of it. I genuinely just like, got in the car and I left. I went with my then boyfriend at the time. He and a girlfriend helped me move down here. So I would have been just, I was like, mm, yeah, just turned 17 a couple of months prior. I like earlier in that year. And then later that year I moved. And um, it's funny because I moved down here and I remember this boyfriend, <laughs> he drove like 12 and a half hours with me, right? And my good friend at the time and he stayed there for a couple of days after and then it was time for him to go back and he's like oh by the way 
I've been cheating on you the whole two years we've been together. And I was like, you fucking kidding? So you can imagine, like, I've just left my family. The one relationship that I latched onto as a teenager is just said what has happened the last two years. And I just was so lost I was so Mm. unsure of like how to live in a city let alone because I grew up in small towns all my life yeah let alone not knowing anybody it was really really challenging but I'm so glad that I did it such a vulnerable place to be in especially when yeah as you said like just being like speaking to this new place and then had something like that connection severed immediately pretty much after you get there and then it's like (laughs) there you go what do you do yeah I'm I'm wondering like what what kind of like switched for you like how did you kind of like move on to the path of like being more conscious and making different decisions and like motherhood and things like that like what actually shifted to like enable your path to steer down there because I can see how easily it would have been for you to kind of keep going down that path that you were on especially being a vulnerable at the time teenager as well I just Mm. (laughs) I feel like it would take such strength to like turn the ship around and kind of make those decisions to lead you to such a place of um well I mean like now you're you're relatively live like a a pretty stable life and you have happiness and you do seem quite peaceful in yourself like in who you are (laughs) yeah so I yeah I guess I want to ask like what shifted for you like what steps did you take to get there like what changed in your path that's a good question I feel like you know, it's funny, my mom, she'll always send me like, you know, those Facebook memories. I have this old account that I completely just cut ties with because I'm like, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. And she, and she literally sent me one a couple of weeks and it was like me as a 12 year old going on a rant about like, you know, mm. how life is a roller coaster and we have to stay conscious. And she always like her and all of my family, like my auntie and stuff, they always make fun of me and say that, you know, I was always so hyper aware and just like very open-minded from a young age. I don't personally feel like I had that outlook, but when I was conversating with them, they said I was always like, they would always be like, how is this young girl talking like this it is so random like she's like a 90 year old woman and so I think on some level I've just always been very open-minded about the possibilities and I think that's what's always kept me going is that faith and yes I've definitely lost faith multiple times in my life but there's always this part of me that thinks like but what if it gets better but like but what if it turns around? What if something changes? Like it can't be like this forever. And I think I've seen how precious life is that I'm just like, yeah, there's been really shitty situations, but fuck, like I couldn't have been put on this earth to just experience that one side of thing. And I just I don't know it's just this this drive and this also part of me that wants to like prove to my family that you don't have to be 
an outcome of your environment. I really want to prove that, you know, especially for my my kids, like Mm. you can do the work and you can change your outlook on life. You can change what's the past, like Mm. the effect that the past has on you. And that's always just been there. It doesn't mean that like I don't have days where I'm super reactive and emotional and stuck in all of that shit that's happened. But I think that's definitely been a core belief for me throughout my my whole life is like it has to get better. <laughs> it just it fucking has to. Yeah, it's like almost like you've had that underlying knowingness of like you you subconsciously knew the path that you were going to take, but it totally. was just in in those times of absolute vulnerability and a lot of the time I'm sensing a lot of fear growing up it would be really hard to lose, like not lose sight of that. Um, And I mean, obviously like from what you've shared, like your memory was a big protection thing for you. Like you just didn't remember, you know, a lot of what, you know, your childhood was. Um, I'm curious to know whether you, like how you view that, like whether you're grateful for that or whether you kind of, wish that you did kind of have the ins and outs or like how do you feel about that <laughs> you know what up it's until such a hard last question <laughs> well it's funny it's a timely question because up until last night before I spoke to my therapist I was like I don't really care I really genuinely mm. don't care if mm. my if my yeah. mind has blocked it off it's I can probably imagine like no thank you I don't I don't really want to revisit it But my therapist said to me last night, she's like, yeah, the brain is good at blocking things off, but the body is not so good. So all of those emotions and all of that experience is still stored within you. It's just you can't you can't remember it. And so up until last night, I genuinely would have said, like, I don't really care. Like, I'm doing fine without Mm. remembering. However, now, now that I have experienced pregnancy and just that whole experience I'm kind of like oh I think the body is storing things you know and Mm. that's a really soft open wound um but Mm. I don't know I'm I'm okay with going to those dark places but I just think that like you have to be in the right mindset. And I think something that, you know, a lot of people in our space and the spiritual community and the self-development space will always say like, oh, do the inner work, do the shadow work. Like, yes, go for it. But I'm like, if you don't have the right resources, if you don't have the right support and you are somebody who has experienced trauma, sometimes it can be damaging to pull at those threads and unravel everything if you don't have that support system in place and I think it's incredibly incredibly important to take care of yourself as you're doing that inner work and I just know Mm. I'm not at that place right now does that make sense yeah it does make sense and I think it's like such a huge realization to have and it's a really good tool to sort of like acknowledge that as well. I think mm-hmm. um, it's, it's super interesting when you said about storing stuff in the body, because it's something that's come up just recently for me as well in mm. like um, doing spinal energetic work with someone. Mm. 
And yes, I want to hear more about that. that it has the effect it has on the body because of all of the energy that you do store in parts of your body. I went into it thinking like, you know how you see videos of people like moving around like crazy when they're receiving it. I was like, bullshit. That is like, (laughs) they're acting like it's not that crazy. So I went in like very skeptical and I had a session a few weeks ago and the way that my body was thrashing about and moving through and just like my brain had no control over it. It was just absolutely like, it was just, energetically it just took over and my body was releasing things that I was holding on to and it really made me realize exactly what you just said about where we store all of this like trauma in our body and hurt and mistrust and a lot of our childhood memories um I found are stored within our body and it's really confronting at times to realize that even though you've forgotten you know the specifics and your memory is kind of a blurry like Mm. it's there still it's there whether or not it's still knocking on the door like just saying please heal me please heal me and release me like just let me be free um so it's so it's really synchronistic that you you mentioned that you had that realization with your therapist as well that's a big one it's a really big one one. I think after this pregnancy, I'll definitely want to do that. I think that sounds mm-hmm. absolutely incredible because I've done inner child work and going back and revisiting mm-hmm. my younger self and that's been so healing on a on an emotional level. But yeah. I think, yeah, now it's about taking it to that that next stage and really just yeah. releasing everything. And that that's yeah. really fascinating. I'll, I'll definitely have to explore that. You'll have to remind me in a couple of months. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's definitely – I think too as well, like at the moment, um, you know, having a pregnancy, you'd probably be hyper aware of everything as well. And exactly. I remember too, like a lot of stuff came up to be healed throughout my pregnancies in the past. Um, so yeah, I'm not surprised that this is kind of like all <laughs> bubbling up at the moment for you as well. Um, I really want to ask you like your main, I guess, like, I don't know. I don't know how many, but I don't know, two or three people that you feel like have, influenced you the most in your life Mm, good question um it's a hard one I struggle to answer this so hard I think there have been people that have influenced me in a way where I'm like "Ooh, don't want to go down that path like thanks Mm -hmm. for showing me a road that I don't want to go down Mm -hmm. um and that's definitely a certain male figure in my family. Um, mm-hmm. So I am grateful for that because as challenging as that relationship has been, it's also taught me a lot about who I don't want to be and the life that I don't yeah. want to live. Um, but of course, my mom, my mom has definitely been a really incredible, influential person in my life. She's a Capricorn, so you can imagine... <laughs> just how strong willed she is sometimes and it's funny because she holds back on the advice sometimes and I'm like I know you've got it in you and you better fucking give it to me like (laughs) and when she does it is so good so I love her for that um 
but it's actually probably been my great grandmother who I don't actually remember much of. Like I'm very spiritually connected to her and at times where I'm like feeling really lost or out of touch I will pray to her and I'll call her in and I'll chat with her and her spirit's been really 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 supportive for me especially on that spiritual level um and she's really opened me up to like connecting with a lot of my ancestors too and I think that just knowing what they've done for me and my family to be in the position that we are has been so incredibly motivating. Like getting to know their stories from like a spirit mm-hmm. level and what they did and how their lives were, it just makes me think like, oh my God, I had so many opportunities and possibilities at my hand and I want to do them proud, but I also want to do mm-hmm my lineage proud and and my children and their children too so I think yeah that's so beautiful to have that relationship even though she's in spirit I feel I feel grateful for you yeah I definitely do (laughs) I think that that's just so special a lot of a lot of people don't have that and a lot of people never have answers about their ancestors you know or their loved ones. So having that as a tool and just having her as a guide in general is just such a beautiful thing. Um, I want to know if you were to go back and give yourself some advice when you were, I, I don't know, a child or, you know, a teenager, like what would that advice be? You know, what came to mind. This is so kick him in the balls like literally just (laughs) kick him and like move on with your life I think I would I totally I would go back to my teenage self and I would say you don't need to be hanging around these people you don't need to be doing these things you don't need to let people manipulate you into thinking that something's happening in a particular way when it's actually not like trust your gut trust your intuition and and get the fuck out (laughs) that's exactly what I would say because I think that when we are looking for validation from other people it really doesn't matter who gives it to us right if we don't have that validation within ourselves try and source it from any which way that we can get it even from people who genuinely don't care about us in that moment who couldn't give two craps about how you ended up and so I would want to go back and tell my younger self like you matter and you can choose Mm. differently and the validation that you're getting from these people will never ever amount to the validation when you give it to yourself like that is Mm. like liquid gold right Oh my goodness. That is powerful. That's huge. And it goes back to, I suppose, like you can only receive as much love as well as you're you know, willing to love and dote on yourself. It's impossible. And yeah. we try, <laughs> I think in our naive years, we try so hard to seek that from everywhere else. And ourself is like the last person that we call upon and sometimes I don't know whether you agree with me but I just feel like going back and just slapping myself in the face (laughs) saying wake up like you're the key 
you're the key you're the answer to this like you get to choose what you actually want to receive from around you and you do that by treating yourself that way first yes such a big (laughs) big lesson and I don't know if I have a, ever have a daughter that's be the first thing that I like hammer into her head because it's really, I can't even imagine how hard that is for other people to watch too, especially being like a conscious parent. Um, I think both of us can say like, we didn't really like our parents weren't really aware of that, but being mm. conscious parents um, and really trying to create a different experience for our kids. Um, I'm interested to kind of dive into how you, like how you move through motherhood, how that came to be. Um, Cause I know that you had your beautiful daughter um, young and I feel like it's kind of like the first thing that we both bonded about too, because we yeah. both had our first child at the same age. Um, like how did that come to be? Um, what was the relationship dynamic like between you and your partner? Like what was that whole journey like for you? And like, do you have advice for people like moving through that for the first time? And just, yeah, I just want to kind of get into that and like how spirituality like links into that for you. And was that the thing that kind of like made you want to progress and start like being a practitioner or anyway, a thousand questions in one, but I love them all. I I love all these questions and they're so important because Motherhood shapes us so much and um, I Mm -hmm. always knew like I had premonitions that I would have a child at 21 and and I was exactly the same age as my mum was when she gave birth to me actually which is pretty powerful but Mm -hmm. I met my now fiance on Tinder actually he was the first person that I matched with Mm -hmm. (laughs) so really oh wait I think we've had this conversation yeah I'm like this feels familiar (laughs) yes it's crazy right so he was the first person I had to know when I was like you know a little bit younger and I deleted it and when I moved down here yeah got it back again and he was the first person I matched with and honestly like you can imagine right I'm fresh 18 when I met him I'm in the party zone did you know anyone down there I knew like one other person, a childhood friend, um, and she had no, also moved down okay. here for uni, but we didn't really hang out too much. I ended up living with her for mm-hmm. a little bit um, because mm-hmm. the whole thing. So, yeah, I when I matched with him, it was funny, like he lived an hour away and I just mm. don't know. It was like one of those situations again where you're like, I'm just going to do it. Like, I'm not going to think about it. I'm going to do it. Would not recommend to anybody because it's like dangerous. I was all by myself partying all night, like cooked out of my brain, <laughs> went there. And I literally, I just, we just kept hanging out night and after again and after again. And it was really bizarre because he was the first guy that I was just like, genuinely like, you are such a nice person I just I didn't know that people like him existed that somebody who could care about me so deeply but also like know when to tell me to like find happiness for myself I remember like he sat me down after a couple of years of dating and he's like I love that I make you happy but 
you have to find happiness for yourself because I can't do that for you. And I was like, what do you mean? I was just like genuinely had no idea. I was so codependent on him. And he's been such an amazing part of like me finding my own two feet and helping me do that by myself. So we got engaged about a year after we met super in love super just like naive about everything but there was something in both of us where just we liked being together and exactly Mm. a year after we got engaged um we had Madeline so I I would have actually fallen pregnant like when we got engaged (laughs) Yeah, yeah so that was pretty cool but throughout that whole process like I was you know, he was trying to get me to find things that I liked for myself and try and create my own life that didn't just revolve around around him. And in that process, I was like, well, I don't know what I like. And so I kind of went on this self-development journey of like rediscovering myself. And that's where it all started. And mm. then I started having panic attacks really badly, like to the point where I couldn't even go to work. I'd used up all of my my sick days and my annual days. And I just, I couldn't leave the house. It was just because all of this stuff was coming back up to the surface. And then I found out I was pregnant and it propelled me even more to just keep pushing and do this work because I was like I'm not going to have a child who doesn't have a mother who doesn't know herself and can't hold space and can't help her walk this journey of life so yeah I started to explore myself a little bit more in the spiritual sense and started to talk to my grandfather about what I was like as a kid and started to (laughs) see spirit again and reconnect with my great-grandmother and just re-explore that part of me and it felt so good like so good it felt even better than doing something with my partner and you know him giving me that happiness it was just like pure and if you're healing from codependency you'll understand what that means like finding that source of happiness and joy within yourself is just like a feeling like no other and I think that's what really kicked it off for me. And of course, my daughter is incredibly intuitive and incredibly psychic. So when I was pregnant with her, she enhanced all of that for me. And I had Mm -hmm. premonitions again. And my third eye was like always buzzing. And, you know, all of these things just started to kind of come together. And for the first time in a really long time, I wasn't scared about what that meant. And I felt really safe and supported in what I was going through. Even though my partner, he was like, oh, you know, woo-woo stuff. Like he genuinely would just listen to me because he loved me. But he would, I could see those (laughs) eyes rolling in the back of his head. Like he's such a kind soul. But he was like, this bitch, like she doesn't know what she's talking about. And so it's funny because like now, obviously his opinion has definitely changed. I've spoken to his Mm -hmm. grandparents in spirit and like, and he's just like very open to things now, which is really funny. But I think that's what really triggered it for me going down this journey. And I also was like, I don't want to, part of my shtick in life is like, I don't want to be at the helm of somebody else. And I've always wanted to pave my own path. And so creating my own business was really a way for me to do that. 
Um, and I was like, this is something that I love so much. I love exploring myself spiritually and I want to create a space where I can do that all the time. And so that's where, when I launched my business, when I was just, just a short time after I gave birth to my daughter. I feel like it definitely was an ignition for you then. I also just want to say how very Sagittarius of your fiance <laughs> to be like, you got to find your own happiness. Go on, go get your own stuff. <laughs> it's like lighting a fire under my ass, like go that way. Like <laughs> very Sagittarius. Like, I know this is my life. That's your life. We can share Literally. it, but you got to have your own stuff too. <laughs> Literally. But like, what a better person for me. <sighs> Yeah, healing from codependency and just being oh, able to get Pisces needs that. Our Pisces needs that so much, and I didn't realize yeah. that. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm grateful. Yeah. As much as I kicked my feet up about, it, I was like, "You don't love me. Like, why can't we have a life mm-hmm. that's like entwined together? Like, that's the Pisces dream, right? We are one." <laughs> but I can genuinely yes. say, like. <laughs> We flow together. Yeah. Binded for the rest of our lives. No, eternity. <laughs> Literally. I, I really do feel like you guys were sent to each other to lift each other and to challenge each other in a really good way. <laughs> um, you know, I know you've had your fair share of eye roll moments, as you both have. <laughs> and there's any, like, most relationships do. But, I yeah, there's just something about that hearing your story that really – emphasizes that like that evolution of not just you guys together but also you help each other with your own individual identities so much yeah and the fact that that also was the ignition and moving through you know early motherhood and going out and finding what you actually liked and what, what you wanted to to do and what you wanted to sort of like dive into and explore. And it's led you to this space. I think that that's really special. Um, it's not something that was like you did out of, I think a lot of people do, you know, or have <laughs> entered this space out of boredom. Like, oh, mm. what the fuck do I do? Like, well, what can <laughs> yeah. I learn about? I don't know. I'll, oh, I'll go do this. I'll learn how to do that. It was so guided for you. And I think yeah. that that's really beautiful. And it it shines through with your energy a lot. Thank you. It, it just feels like pure and genuine and like really, I don't know. It's, it's always like when I first met you, I'm like, this is like, <laughs> some divine intervention I swear to god and now we're here and I'm like oh it makes sense now yeah Yeah. all right it makes sense it's um yeah I think that it's really beautiful um I I had a question I wanted to ask and it's gone so I'm just gonna keep carrying forward but I would love to know um like what are you like what are your goals for the next few years like where do you see yourself in like 10 years I'm gonna go there I'm, oh I'm gonna, my god I'm like I'm gonna go past. I genuinely <laughs> am like I'm fine talking about what happened to me in the past true Pisces but future I'm like oh I don't know like that's so scary um I would love to be like 
part of this is for safety reason, just in myself and because of my own story, but I would love to be fully self-sufficient financially and just Mm -hmm. have that business that is completely supporting me through every single journey of my life. Because I think the thing is too, like, there's a lot of healing that's gone on with money and Mm. having a business that supports me and that has grown exponentially but I'm ready to take it to that next level where it's like it's not just supporting me but it's supporting my family and it's able to exist and grow beyond me that would be super incredible because I believe in businesses that have missions and that want to impact the world in a really positive way. And I want to be able to facilitate that not only for myself, but for other people as well. So that that's definitely a big goal that's in play. And I've been working hard to see that into reality. I think now that I'm thinking about maternity leave, it's very sticky. And there's part of me that is like, can we do it? But then there's a part of me that it's like, we have to do it. Like (laughs) we don't really have any other option. You know, I'm, this is what I want. I want to have my footprint on this world that makes a good impact. And I don't see why women have to have one or the other in terms of like being a mom or having a really successful career or business. And if you choose one or the other, there's nothing absolutely wrong with that. It's just for those women who want both, why not? Why can't we have both? And why can't they be just as successful and just as prosperous and just as joyful as the other? And I think as society and as a culture, we've really been ingrained hard that it's like you're either a good mom and your business is struggling or you're either Mm -hmm. a really successful businesswoman and you're an awful mum who doesn't spend time with their kids. So I'm really trying to rewrite rewrite that. And um, yeah, but other than that, I do want to get married. We've been engaged for like three years now and I we just keep putting it off. It's, it's a whole mm-hmm. thing. And I just, I keep getting pregnant and I'm like, <laughs> I, want to, I want to be able to drink, you know? So I want to do that. That's a goal. <laughs> And of course, I want to do like podcasts in person and I want to travel mm. and yeah, I want to I want to create a space that is really nurturing. I don't really like the environment that I'm in like from an aesthetics point of view and I think that as I come to learn who I am more and more and more, I'm finding that environment can be really supportive. And I think because of my journey, I've pushed environment to the side and I've just been on this hellbent mm-hmm. journey of like, you can do things your own way and environment doesn't matter and you can just push through. And so now I'm wanting to create that safe environment and that relaxing, peaceful environment. And I want to lean into that more and more and more. So that's definitely coming as well, I think, in terms of like a really beautiful home to live in. Oh, that is so exciting. Oh, my goodness. Please just make a podcast studio and I will live in it. And then you can just come see me on podcast days. Perfect. I'll leave my kids and my partner. 
<laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'll come back to them on weekends. I feel like that would be yes. great. No, I'm joking. Totally. <laughs> I really do feel like aesthetics plays a huge role and it, it does it does matter to a lot of creatives. And I feel like when you have the ability to actually have the eye for realizing that your space affects your creativity and, and your performance, then you actually are a creative person. And I feel like creative people don't give a fuck about that shit. So yeah. that's it. <laughs> totally. I'm, I really want to dive into as well, um, like your transformation from when you were younger to how you are today. Because when I first met you, I was like, wow, this – this girl is young. She is young and she's so confident. She's so like, I just looked at you in awe because I was like, I wish I had that confidence. I wish I could like speak and compose myself how she does. I like not in like a bad way, but I was like, she's fucking amazing. And I know that you very much not that way when you were growing up so I'm just wondering like how you navigated that like what what were you like as a child in terms of your confidence and how you presented yourself and how you've gotten to this point today and maybe just some advice as well for people who have had similar journeys like that Mm, this is a good question and thanks for saying that because I think you know sometimes you need to get reflected back to you parts of you that you can't really see. I definitely recognize like when I started my business, I was very good at playing a role. And sometimes that really helped me. Like it was definitely a part of me, like holding space and being a practitioner, but there was this essence of like, I'm going to step into this now. And I think that's where my Leo midheaven and my North node in Leo comes Mm. in because it's like, it really helps me to be able to recognize that I'm stepping into a part of myself. It's not the whole part of myself. There's parts of myself that is still terrified and swear and like really human and messy and shadowy and there are parts of myself and I love stepping into those that are confident and believe and I think where a lot of people kind of get overwhelmed or feel like they're experiencing imposter syndrome is like they believe that their whole self has to be this confident person that can step out on stage or be on social media and it's like why does that have to be the whole part of you? It's it's a part of you totally, but every other aspect of your life gives it more texture, more flavor, more personality. It makes you who you are. And I think it's just, it's sad and, and I get it, but it's sad that we push those parts of us to the side and think that they shouldn't exist because we want to be a part of ourselves that's more confident or more, more you know, more talented in a particular area. Um, I think that's what's really helped me, to be honest, because looking back, like, as a teenager in particular, I remember, like, being in the classroom and and having a panic attack because I wanted to cough. Like, I genuinely hated attention on me. I genuinely hated, like, people looking at me or talking about me, and it made me feel super uncomfortable and just yuck in my skin because once again I didn't have that self-validation that like well it doesn't matter what they're saying Mm -hmm. about you doesn't matter how they're treating you or what they're gossiping about or what they think you've done or whatever 
it's about who you know you are. And at that time I mm-hmm. I didn't have that. And so there was a lot of like self-harm in many different areas of my life and sheltering away and not connecting with other people. Like friendships are super hard for me because I get scared of like, well, what if they see a part of me that they don't like? And that is terrifying because I think that especially as a teenager you're looking for people to love you and accept you and I know there are definitely people out there who have that whole like stick it to the man like I don't really care if you don't love Mm. me but I think we all look for love and I think as a teenager we're very vulnerable we're very open and so I think when I became a mom and I fell pregnant that was a really big entryway into recognizing that like I have to do this for me. I have to be my own person. I have to be able to guide myself through these experiences. And I I can't be afraid of being seen because my daughter will see me. She'll see the parts of me that I don't even want to see. And she does now. And it's terrifying. But now I'm like, I love myself and I care about my journey. I care about who I am and I care about the path that I'm walking And that to me is enough for me to say, I'm going to do these scary things and I'm going to get in front of a camera and I'm going to go on social media. I'm going to use my voice. I'm going to talk about things that I know intellectually that other people turn their nose down about. That doesn't matter to me anymore because I have self-belief. It doesn't mean that I don't get scared. It just means that like there's enough fuel in the fire of like where I'm walking compared to where I don't want to walk. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does make sense. That's a huge transformation to move through in in reality if we look at our life <laughs> in such a short <laughs> amount of time. Like that window of time is actually so little compared to the yeah. makeup of your whole life and what it will be. So to move through that during that time it's like imagine where you're gonna be in like another 10 years and then another 10 years after that like you're gonna be like like in Ted doing talks like it's insane just just moving through that and witnessing it in someone who is still so young like when I met you I was like what she's so young like how is she talking like this how does she like just your the way that you connect with people I've never met anyone like as young as you who has done that in such a genuine real way without just pretending like they, they know what they're doing or that they're like connecting with people. It's so real. It's like, I feel like you're my big sister. (laughs) (laughs) It's so wild. (laughs) Yeah. It's so funny. You're my older sister. I get that a lot and you know what I used to kick my feet up about that like I would refuse to tell people my age because I know well I knew that they would just see me differently because the truth is I genuinely Mm. and I've always said this I I do not feel my age but I also think like I've got you look at but you might not feel (laughs) thank you like probably you if you heard me get up off the couch and hear all my bones crack maybe you'd be like oh yeah I get (laughs) I get she's like old now but no (laughs) 
literally bones cracking. But I would hate telling people my age because I'd always get that. And Mm. I don't know. I think it's so funny. I also think that's a big attribute to having Pluto and Scorpio in the first house and just constantly going Mm. through that death and rebirth. And I think, you know what, it's funny that you say like, imagine where you're going to be in 10 years. I think that's why I find it so hard to not just like not manifest, but to think about things so far in advance because I've changed so much. Like I I genuinely have shifted so much and so many times in my life that I'm like, Mm. I kind of want to ride this journey. I know where my North star is, but I'm keen to just see how it all opens up and falls into place, you know? Yeah. And also enjoy this present moment that like you've created everything around you and within you right now from this little girl who has moved through so much trauma and you're, you're here now today. I can understand why also you would feel that you just want to enjoy where you're at too, instead of always just looking towards where you want to be, where you're going because you have built so much around you and within you to hold you where you're at right now which is like eons <laughs> in front of where anyone else is mindset wise like it's insane I can understand why you feel that way it, mm. that's a, yeah I can really truly I see you <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> it's um yeah it's a it's a big one um I also just like, I know that we're kind of running out of time right now, but I also just want to ask you, like, is there some, like a thing, like what is one thing that people like really misunderstand about you? Cause I feel like that's such a good question that you asked me during mm. our interview and it, yeah, it was a really interesting one. So I'm keen to see what you feel about that. Because I haven't had many friendships, I found this question like really hard. I was actually reflecting on it after I asked you the other week and I was like, Mm -hmm. I find this really hard. I've had more and more friendships as an adult and it's funny because I asked them, they've all been like my fiance's friends who he's grown up with. And they have been so beautiful and so amazing. And they're honestly like the most, like makes me want to cry. Like they're the most amazing people ever. And I have come to be really, really close with them. And having those friendships has been so healing on so many levels. But it's funny because I've asked like a few of them, like, what did you think of me? Like when you first met me and they've all said, like, I thought you hated me. Like I thought you were such a bitch. Like I thought like you genuinely couldn't care if I fell off the face of the planet. I'm like, that could not be more wrong because I would. That rising score. (laughs) Yes, exactly. But people think that I'm just like, and I get this, like I work in a a co-working space. Um, in my financial planning job and I I get that now why people aren't always like approaching me I'll see like other people in you know talking to each other or whatever I'm like why does nobody come up to me and I'm just constantly walking around with this like resting bitch face and I wear black all the time to just repel people so I and now I get it so I think that is like the biggest misconception because I genuinely care about people so much but <laughs> yeah uh. 
Yeah, I feel you. I have a resting bitch face. <laughs> yes, you do. It's not great. Yeah, I do. My son took a photo of me the other day while I was watching TV without me knowing, and my face was like, why are you mad at the TV, mom? <laughs> I'm like, girl, relax that, relax that forehead. Oh, God. Tell that, that frown so to chill. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I feel you. It feels funny. I can't even imagine thinking of you that way. Yeah, it's funny. I can't imagine. You're just such a soft, like, feminine force in my life, or you have been. I can't even imagine you. Like, I see you for the Pisces that you are, not for the rising (laughs) score all the time. I mean, she comes out, don't get me wrong, like a Mm. fucking force field. (laughs) But (laughs) I don't know. It's crazy. I can't even imagine you, like, mad yet. Mm, yes. yes. My fiancé would beg to differ. He'd be like, I don't know where this soft, beautiful Pisces is. Where is she? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I feel like this has been so nice just to learn more about you. And I feel like, I, like I've learned so much during this time as well. I can take that and put it into my little Tanita file. and. <laughs> Like the Virgo you are. <laughs> Into my little Virgo filing system. It's just, yeah, thank you so much for sharing with us. I think it has been beautiful. And I know that everyone listening is going to be so grateful that you have just shared a few different aspects of yourself with us today. So on behalf of everyone listening and myself, I just want to say thank you for being so vulnerable with us. I think that this was really special. Um. And we'd love to to know what everyone thinks. So if you're listening to this right now, please jump in with your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions. We want to know how you how you felt listening to this. Um, I think this is such a beautiful idea to do these interview style episodes. I think they were very, very overdue. <laughs> yes. But I feel like if we, I don't think we would have even done this if we wanted to at the beginning of this podcast, because this space has been such a transformational space for both of us. And yeah, yeah, I just don't think we would have, we would have done it and we would have shared anywhere near as much as we have. So yeah, I'm just really grateful for you. Oh, I'm grateful for you. Thanks for holding space and like letting me go through that journey. It was very healing. I think we don't reflect enough, right? I think Hmm. it's important to reflect on the journey and the Hmm. transformations that we go through because it can be so powerful and so healing. So thank you. I really appreciate it. And thanks for everybody holding space and listening. I love you guys. Of course, I want to hear about your own transformations too. Like this is a space to share. I want to hear about what's something big that you've moved through that you're really proud of because I think we should celebrate each other and the transformations that we've been through. It's important. It's important to to do that for each other. It is really, really important. I'd love to, we would love to hear about it. Um, And excited to chat with you guys again next week, as usual, 9am on Mondays. Uh, You can find us over on YouTube as well and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and of course, our little home hub, uh, Divinely Human Podcast on Instagram and wishing you guys all a beautiful, abundant and prosperous week and we'll chat to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.